welcome back to the Aren't You a Little Young podcast, a podcast where we share stories and start discussions with youth and young creators who have been deemed to be too young to share their visions and stories. Just before we kick off, I want to give a huge thank you to Diego, who is a Carleton student studying to get a Bachelor of Music, who composed the absolutely amazing intro and outro you'll be hearing on this episode and episodes in the future. Make sure to follow him on Instagram at Diego underscore music. His handle will be in the description below. Now, today, for the third episode of our podcast, I'm joined with my co-host, Caitlin, and our very first guest and friend, Alia Frendo. Alia is a 17-year-old girl who has an amazing singing voice, a passion for politics, and a drive for helping people. Alia is probably one of the sweetest people I know, and I'm so excited for her to be our first guest. So, hey. Hey. How's it going? I'm all right. Yeah. That's good. Um, we're also here with Caitlin. Hey. So, hi. Um, so we're gonna start our start off pretty simple um, with what's your story like? What's your what's your deal? What's your spiel? Tell us about yourself. <laughs> I feel like that's a very loaded question, actually. Um, about myself, I uh, am a student. I'm trying to put that first right now. <laughs> I'm uh, part of two very large families. I was brought up with a couple different cultures. Um, I'm really interested in asking why about everything. I always have been. Um, and I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Sweet. Um, that's awesome. So what is something that inspires you on your day-to-day life? So it can be an object, it can be a person, it can be an animal, if you have a spirit animal, I don't know, I mean, who knows. Um, but yeah, what's something that inspires you? Um, I'd probably say, like, just badass women really nice. inspire me. Um, I feel like just uh, people that I can identify with that are just really killing it, I try to fill, um, like, my feed with it, because I, I think all of us spend a lot of times just, like, kind of looking through a feed and like the most healthy I can make it is filling it with people that inspire mm-hmm. me. So either that's like maybe people who grew up with similar cultures that I did or um, people who are just like loud and proud and mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, you mentioned before that you belong to a couple different cultures and that you grew up around that. So can you give a little explanation of how that sort of shaped you? Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, I'm a Canadian. I love this country but my mom uh, well moved from India when she was seven Um, grew up here as well Uh, had some pretty cool traditions that she's passed down um, in many different ways like Diwali for example is a celebration of light and uh, Holi for example is a celebration of color so these are all sort of like um, religious festivals that celebrate the beauty around us and I think that's a part of my culture that I really like. Um, my On my dad's side, his parents moved here when they were like 17 and 19. Um, his dad was a construction worker, his mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, and they moved here because they saw Canada on the back of a postcard. Uh, this country that they lived in, Malta, uh, was devastated after World War II and there were not that many opportunities so they wanted to have a better life for their children. They moved here. Um, when they were my age and basically started off in this tiny little apartment. Now they've achieved their dream of owning a family farm and sent all seven of their children to university. So I have some pretty important roots. Wow. 
badass people in your family badass people yeah <laughs> building uh building off of that so you talk a lot about and like very passionately about your family um and it sounds like from what caitlin and i know that you have a really strong relationship with them so do you find that there have other hmm, words that there have ever been times where it either hasn't been as strong or you found yourself kind of missing that connection that you have with them now yeah so uh again i'd say that's probably a loaded question because to me when things aren't going well with my family that's just because things aren't going well with me they're the people that are closest to me don't really need and you know ask if i'm doing okay uh and so when i'm not doing okay that's when um like those bonds tend to get broken i think that when i was in middle school i had a really tough time um like mental health wise and uh it took me many many years to try and rebuild those bonds but we're back that's good. Um, so, building off of kind of inspiration, um, you're a singer and you're really good at it. Um, did you find that there was something that you use kind of as a source of expression within your music? Because you do a lot of covers, you post a lot of songs, I know that you've written some. Um, do you find that that's kind of your outlet of? when those moments are hard, whether it's within like school or with mental health, do you find that that's really your outlet to kind of express yourself? Yeah, so um, I'd say with writing music especially, it's my mode of sharing emotions with people uh, in the most sort of raw way possible. Um, I do it again a lot for my family. Uh, we have a lot of like celebrations, say, be it weddings or whatever it may be. And as a gift, sometimes I'll just write a song for a person to show them how much they mean to me or to celebrate whatever they are becoming. And uh, I think what it becomes more personal is maybe after the fact. Um, I think that right now I have uh, a list actually of songs and exactly how I want them to sound. And it's sort of like a document of of my life and what's really um, impacted me so far. And I, I've started writing those songs, but I, I'm pretty picky, really, because each thing, every single one of them represents like a, a moment in my life. And I want to convey that not only through the words, but also through the way it sounds, like the music. And I, I'm excited about that, but that's definitely um, like one of my lifelong projects, I think. Yeah. Do you think there's any sort of lyrical style or musical style that you draw from other artists? Like, do you have a Oh, there are tons. There are so many. Um, uh, so my favorite band, and if you're listening and you know who this is, I we should totally meet up because no one who knows who this is. <laughs> um, uh, Alabama Shakes. They have one... Oh, Caitlin knows them. Okay, so they have one album, Sound and Color. It's literally just one album. Um that I love. Uh, they, they have some other music, but this one is like incredible. Um, every single sound on that album is different. Um, they're so weird. And uh, their groove is just like unlike anything I had heard before. So that's really a main source of inspiration for me right now. I think that like generally, I'm probably like indie, but also so I find that indie sometimes lacks um, sort of musical 
substance. Um, like there's a lot of really cool and sad mm-hmm. and emotional lyrics the, there. Like like depth and exactly the music. like like the like the guitar is really important and all the different elements that you're bringing into that song. It can't always be the same um, because again, music is just a is just you conveying emotion. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I love drawing inspiration, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, would you ever want to record an album or an EP with someone? Yeah, for sure. I have a, I, was, I told you about my list of, uh, this mm-hmm. is my album plan. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have people on there. I have, uh, I have some ideas. That's really yeah. exciting. Um, so with that kind of in mind, shifting more towards, like, the theme of the future, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, well, <laughs> I actually have sort of a sort of a plan. Yeah, um, <laughs> like plans. Uh, so as this developed fairly recently after a lot of like fighting with myself over like should I go with the smart thing or should I go with something that's like a big risk and I decided the big risk as you nice. do because I'm part of a Hollywood movie. Um, <laughs> I uh, I essentially would really like to go to McGill um, because I think Montreal is a good distance from um, my family and my home, um, but is also a really great city for me to spread my wings and discover new art and new peoples and there's a lot of activism that happens there that I think is really cool. A lot of French, um, a big friend of French. Uh, and uh, from there I want to do an international development degree. I want to learn how, like what issues are impacting communities in Canada. That's basically my goal for the next five years. I want to work in them. And uh, once I have that, I think that I'll have like sort of a driving force mm-hmm. for, because I've always been passionate about sort of making a difference, but I really want to know what problems exist. And I want to work in NGOs and I want to see what's right and what's wrong about them. Um, because I think ultimately for me, the goal is probably public service in the form of politics, but I have to have a reason to be there and I have to mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. the issues. Right. So yeah. Uh, I find a lot of the time when activism sort of goes hand in hand with like entrepreneurial ventures. Yeah. <laughs> so. And a lot of politicians come from the private sector, come from nonprofits. For sectors. sure, for sure. So, do you see yourself ever creating a sort of business? I think, yeah. Um, if there is, and uh, so far in my life, there have been lots of problems that I've tackled that have been like, uh, you know, I could do this in a more efficient way. Like I yeah. could, I could revolutionize this, and I think I have with. Um, in part this non-for-profit that I've been, you know, crying over for the past three years. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, built an app and I'm trying to, to help people with it. Um, but I think that it's also really important for me to see the knowledge that is out there already. I think a lot of people go into um, this kind of field and I think they're like, I'm going to change the world, I'm going to, you know, be president or a prime minister in Canada or I'm going to be a CEO, I'm going to do all this. And I do think I have the capability to do that, but I also have to acknowledge that, like, I'm not, you know, I haven't spent 10 years mm-hmm. like other people have dedicated to these issues. I don't understand them in the same way as I need to start there. 
Oh, right. I like that. I like that a lot. I was just going to say that, like, just kind of given the our Caitlin and I's brand and how that really ties in really well with kind of the message that we want to be spreading. Do, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you have been talking to adults or you've been talking to people that are in those positions kind of of power that have looked at you and said, no, you're too young or like, no, you can't do this because you're 17 or younger, just given the past few years? I think it's really funny when people underestimate you. Um, yep. I think it's really fun to just do it anyway. Uh, I think that in my personal life, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, like, maybe it's been in part my family, maybe it's been in part me, maybe it's been in part the people I've surrounded myself with, but there have always been opportunities for me to grow and try to find my own thing. Um, but there is always that um, sort of underestimation for sure and uh that's valid i mean i am 17 but uh i think i i can i can work to get there no matter what so you also mentioned that you're running this app could you explain a little bit about oh, what it is yeah and your goals for what it can be the goals that's important um so essentially when i was in grade 10 i participated in a program called technovation teaches girls how to code because there are not enough girls in our stem industries so uh, i learned a bit about coding learned a lot about managing and piloting an idea um, essentially pitch this idea of an app that could uh, give youth access to healthy meals on a daily basis without anybody really knowing who's accessing those meals because I think stigma is an issue. Um, people don't really want to admit that they need help to other people, um, especially at our age. So I uh, tried to tackle that issue. Um, tons of roadblocks. Uh, there's the administration that doesn't think that stigma is an issue uh, of the school. Um, there are, uh, you know, lots of different coders and find, trying to find those like perfect technical skills to actually put it in motion so there's a lot of deadlines that get extended. I think that um, like we've been on CTV, we've uh, you know been recognized by Minister Catherine McKenna but I think that uh, any project takes a lot of work and a lot of time mm -hmm. and I'm really happy to have teams that are quite invested in this work and we'll actually get this app going at three different schools hopefully by the next school year but uh, you know I think that the grunt work of trying to start something is also really valuable and I'm glad that I've done it no matter what. Mm -hmm. Could you explain exactly what it is though? Okay. So For the people that don't know. Yeah that's fair. Um, <laughs> so uh, essentially um, if I'm a student that doesn't have regular access to healthy food, I can download this app called Food Locker. You can test it out on uh, the Apple Store if you want right now. Um, essentially, I create like a fake username, um, log in, and uh, pick a box that suits my needs. So that may be, I need some breakfast, or I need a snack right now, or I need some sanitary products, or some toiletries to bring home. Whatever that may be, um, we've tried to accommodate for it. And so I press that button, and uh, another student in the school gets a little notification telling them uh, what that student has ordered. So uh, they deliver that box to an empty locker in the school. 
which is basically um, a very anonymous means of giving away that food because uh, they're just basically picking up a backpack and that backpack has everything they need in it. Um, so they're given the code, they pick it up, they can order another box the next day. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly simple system. Right. Uh, who would be the student? Would they just be student volunteers that would... Yeah, exactly. Come in and bring the food yeah. or the products? Yeah, so uh, we've got a team of volunteers that would, uh, that would deliver those boxes. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, I really like that. Um, have you ever... Uh, question, where did it go? Um, what was the... In so you talked about that it stemmed from being a part of Technovation. Did you... Was that like the sole project? for Technovation, or was that an idea that you and your team came up with while participating in that program? Yeah, so the idea of Technovation is that um, every team comes up with an app that can contribute to their community in some way or another. Um, I want to start a program like this just because I thought it was needed, um, and the plan was to just sort of have some food boxes in the office and have people come pick them up if they needed it. but what the app really gave me the platform to do is make it completely anonymous so even the people in the yeah. office wouldn't know who was using it right and I feel like um, today a lot of people are still surprised by the fact that youth who maybe don't have access to healthy meals every day actually do have technology that's probably because of um, a lot of you know in like a like an unstable home life mm -hmm. right um, which can which can halt your progress a bit in in little ways like healthy food, so uh, yeah, the app uh, works for that reason. Nice. Um, now shifting away, kind of, unless you have anything else no. that you want to ask Alia, I'm shifting away, kind of, from that more philosophical side, as we called the last time of questions. We're gonna kind of talk about now more social relationship friendship, okay. all the juicy tea that a lot of people like to listen to. <laughs> um, and the first question that Caitlin and I both kind of started out with with this podcast is what is the one piece of advice you would have given yourself on the first day of grade nine? Like if you could go back right now, being yourself and be like, Alia, you need to do this or this is what you need to worry about. So that's a really um, challenging question for me because I don't know who I would be without the experiences that I had. So asking me to asking me to change something really for for the headspace that I'm in right now, which I'm quite happy with, I, I don't know if I would change anything. There were tons of times that sucked. Um, would but you tell yourself to watch out for stuff? Maybe not change your course of action, but maybe make things Maybe better. give myself a hug. Maybe give yourself a hug. Yeah. No advice though? No advice. No advice? I I think that everything, like relationships, good, bad, you know, bullying or, you know, Ups like, and downs. yeah, unhealthy relationships, all these things, like, I, ne I needed to understand, I needed to understand why I was susceptible to them, I needed to understand how to get out of them, I needed to understand how to identify them, and... I feel like I have, and it's not like <laughs> I definitely have a ton of more personal growth to do, but honestly, when I look at where my parents were at at this age, um, 
both of them got into university not having had like a serious relationship mm -hmm. um, romantically with anybody else. And so when they did and they had all this freedom, um, they it, it was kind of dangerous because they didn't really know what was right and wrong in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that I'm really happy that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you could, let's switch the question. Okay. Because <laughs> you, don't, you don't like looking back and okay, then changing okay. things, right? Yeah, so sure. if you could give advice to, to yourself five yourself. years in the future, <laughs> what um, would you say to yourself? Five years in the future? Yeah. What would, you, what would you tell yourself you'd want to stay the same? What would you tell yourself you'd want to change? What would I tell myself I want to stay the same and change? Mm -hmm. Can you even just be like a like motivational thing of like when you feel down there there is there like a is there a phrase or is there a sentence I mean I know that at New Year's you guys talked about kind of one word mottos that you were going to live by throughout the year is there something like that that you've really found has stuck with you throughout the lower parts and even the higher parts I feel like the most important thing that I can and powerful thing that I can tell myself is uh, I love you no matter what I like it I like that a lot. That's a good, uh, that's a good phrase. Um, so speaking of love, and and we touched on them briefly, um, and you were saying that you were you were very grateful for the relationships that you've had, and kind of any relationships, whether it's romantic, whether it's friendships, all of that. What are your kind of not end thoughts, but what are your thoughts now, kind of in a more in depth examination of them? About my romantic relationships. Romantic friendships, friendships that you've lost, friendships that have kind of hmm. sizzled into the back burner, kind of disappeared. Because you're also, you are someone who has kept a very close group of friends hmm. throughout the past four years. I mean, I met you on the first day of grade nine in French class, and <laughs> we kind of, we drifted apart for a little bit, and then we came back, and now we're in a really great friend group. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that you and some of our other friends have been friends for years now as yep. well. Is there any, like, what are your, like, why such a f close friend group and why, what is it that you value in hmm. those individual people? Because as someone who used to bounce around in friend groups a lot, oh, yeah. I've learned that having that core friend group is really important. I apologize for the background noise. We're in a public spot. But you know what? Um, and I've, I've noticed that kind of having that core friend group is really important, but at the same time, I used to be someone who bounced around a lot. So what is, what is friendship or even romantic relationships to you that you value a lot? Mm -hmm. mm. So I could go into detail about everything I love about all my friends because they're all awesome. Um, but I think that uh, one thing maybe that you don't remember is that I, I actually did bounce a lot, a lot. Um, all through high school, actually. It was really like in the second half of last year that I was actually like, okay, fine. These people are awesome. <laughs> Let me just be happy with that. Because um, I have had, it's true, I've had two really close friends, um, at least, around me at all times. Um, and I think that we've really known each other closely. And But the real difference is that I haven't valued them. Um, and I haven't valued their presence. And I've always kind of, or I would always look for look for something, look something better. Something because bad. I was always... Uh, I guess that's just stemming from not being like 100% happy with yourself and always trying to seek out something else. Mm -hmm. um, which I think 
is probably super encouraged in our society. Um, you know, like be better. You know, that's a that's a good thing. Like mm-hmm. to try to self improve, but there's there's a limit. Mm-hmm. At some point, you just have to love where you're at. Yeah. Uh, I had a question. What was my question? Oh, you <laughs> do a lot of stuff. Uh, you're, yeah. You have your hand in all the cookie jars. <laughs> and so when we're on the topic of relationships, how do you strike that balance between mm. doing all these activities and making sure you're close with that one friendship, like one friend group, making sure that you're close and that you keep up and that you work on your friendships and your relationships? It's so important to be present when you're there mm-hmm. like your heart has to be there your mind has to be there and you have to fight through like the awkward parts like you can't always be like oh right now these like two minutes are not like exactly you know great so let me just go on my phone or let me just think of this other thing or let me just like text this person like you have to because that's that's getting through that all of a sudden like you're at a you're in a better spot um and like, like again, like I think your heart has to, has to, has to want to be there more than anywhere else. You know, you have to appreciate the people you're with. So, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But <laughs> to so your way of living is to basically live in every single moment, like be present in whatever situation you're in. I Would try. You that's accurate. I try. You try. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like. I like kind of that motto and I know personally that that's something that I've always kind of really struggled with is really appreciating the little things and kind of appreciating those small moments have you found that there was any kind of catalyst moment where that really clicked for you where you were like okay from now on I've learned from past whether it's past experiences whether it's an experience that you had with someone else within different friend groups that you were like oh okay, little things really do matter. I'm not going to, we're not going to touch our phones for however long. Mm. We're not going to talk about other people. We're really going to just appreciate our company. Was there anything that was like light bulb moment? (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's such a lame thing to say. (laughs) Oh boy. Anyways. Um, I feel like it's just been like anyone's life is just a build up, right? Um, I think that like knowing that I can stand on my own is has been important. Mm-hmm. Um, not always thinking out like societal status or a boy or something to stand with me um, and like pump me up uh, because I can you know I can just I can just be. Um, I guess how I found that out. Um, I guess breaking up with my boyfriend was really painful um, for a while. And uh, I had the I had the friends before before we broke up, um, and I still didn't like fully, you know, click with them for a little while after. But uh, you just gotta you just gotta keep hanging around really cool people. I guess that's not a privilege everyone gets to have. But I definitely I definitely say that I do with the people that I've surrounded myself with. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I I remember I remember that, and we went yeah. to Sobeys and ate three tubs of ice cream. That's the best. That's so that's funny. The best thing but ever. It was awful. It was and cold like, outside. And we were sitting like, outside for no. Oh, I know. I feel like like for like Eating two months, everybody was like, "Oh, this friendship, like this friend group is so good. Like we're gonna be so happy. We're gonna be so happy. We're gonna be and so happy. happy." And now we're actually happy. And now we're happy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And Caitlin and I talked about this. I think 
on one of the other two episodes where kind of it's really only been the past like 14 oh my months God, I love you that we've so been much. tight <laughs> and like that we've actually like Kayla and I were discussing this kind of outside of the podcast and outside of the branding planning brand planning mm-hmm. um where were or maybe I don't know who it was I was talking with one of the many members in our friend group <laughs> and we were just talking about the fact that our friend group doesn't have any beef there's no drama I there's know. no issues within no. like Caitlin and I don't have beef I don't have beef with anybody nobody has beef with each other mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think that that's something that's really really challenging mm-hmm. to find yeah. in a friend group I think Caitlin said something one time um that really uh, solved it for me um she said something along the lines of R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Like, the respect, right? Like, we all have respect for each other. And I feel like a big part of the reason why we work so well as a friend group is during that sort of transitionary phase when we were all, like, friends, but we didn't, like, hang out with each other, like, all the time, and we were kind of awkward. We persevered through that awkwardness. And yeah. we made a real effort to get to really know each other. Because we all really wanted to be there. Because we all really wanted to be there. And we made a real effort to invite each other to things, and to really get to know each other, and to go into the deep stuff, and to yeah. not shy oh, away. Yeah. Existential crisis And to not shy away from existential crises. And really appreciate the friendships that we were building. And to and know that we were going to get to a place yeah. Where we could really trust all like each other, and I feel like that trust has been made at this point. Hey. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I definitely. That. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about, actually, kind of building off of our friend group, is what was one of like the moments for both of you guys that really stood out as being kind of the this is the core friend group that I want to be with. These are the people that I can fully put my trust in whether it's for your highs whether it's for your lows what was that like we're all in for little moments today all of my questions have stemmed from like light bulb moments but what was that moment for you guys i don't think it was one moment i have a moment you have a moment yeah Yeah, but it's completely hypothetical So okay. Let's 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 imagine that um, one's parents were away for a weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and one invited said friends over for said weekend. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and let's let's imagine for a second that one's friends and self trash the house um, over the course of the weekend, and it is Sunday morning. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's just imagine that Alia was very tired from not sleeping at all. Um, (laughs) She wakes up at 10, goes downstairs, and her entire house is clean. (laughs) Because they spent the morning, hypothetically, cleaning up. (laughs) Um, That was killer. That was I, unbeatable. I don't, think I, I don't think I was there for that, yeah. hypothetically. Yeah. Um, that's wild. I don't think I've ever heard that story either. That's yeah. crazy. I, I don't know. For me, I think the moment... There's kind of a collection of little moments that have really stood out to me. I mean, like, Alia was great. I recently went through a breakup. Um, and just, like... She was like, we're going to go out for food. We're going to... She bought me really mm-hmm. expensive pasta. Um, <laughs> it was great. It was really fun. We sat around a table and just kind of like, bleh. Like, yeah, all of the words and all of yeah, the feelings were just like, bleh. Yep. And then, like, on top of that, there's also been... I mean, 
one of our friends birthday parties out kind of in the middle of the woods i know that sounds yeah. creepy but i swear it's not um so we where we just like we spent that entire evening not worrying about other people and really kind of focusing mm-hmm. on each other and we talked about so many elaborate things from politics to like i don't know politics to weird topics that we got onto i don't know how but i think to me those like little things were very mm-hmm. much the the not the deal breaker but the like yes these are the people that i want to be with yeah these are who i can actually mm-hmm. be all bleh with <laughs> and like yeah. really spill out Always. those feelings you know what yeah, i mean yeah. i think for me it was less of moments and more feelings because mm. in previous friend groups, this okay. This is gonna sound a little weird. Cause how I receive, I like receiving friendship, like how, how I like giving it. So when people are nice to me, I'm usually nice back. So <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually, unless I know some stuff about them, then I'm usually not. Ooh. <laughs> but I think it was moments when. I was talking and I could tell that everybody was like really listening to me mm-hmm. or I needed or I vented about something that day and then one of our friends would text me later and like mm-hmm. validate all my feelings or that like that moment when I would get invited to stuff without asking to be invited to stuff like mm-hmm. that sort of thing never happened like before in other friend groups because it was sort of a lot of bouncing around and we we're never hung out we're not clicky like no. stuff didn't happen outside of school but with real friendships that i'm like finding that i'm having now is that you actually want to be around each other yes it's, and you actually like a hundred you, you have moment like you are friends outside of when you hang out together because mm-hmm. i'll have moments now when i see something i'm like oh like she'll want to see that oh i should send her this caitlin and her memes and my memes <laughs> so like i i'll see something in a store and be like ah yes, yes like alia would love <laughs> and it's that sort of thing where you exist outside of your relationships a hundred percent yeah other. yeah i think one of the yeah building off of that i think one of the coolest things kind of about our and what kind of separates our friend group is that when we do see those things it's like it's such a like it's not even a like this this dog collar reminds me of alia because (laughs) like the color of her room is the same like it's such a bizarre reason for why those things remind us of each other and i think that that's one of kind of the deeper things in friendships that i know that i really value because it's you know that they're thinking about you whether it's in the weirdest way possible or whether it's in kind of a really bizarre whatever triggered that um but i know that for me that's something that i've really learned to value is all of the kind of not necessarily the lot or the objective things but also the subjective things yeah Um, i find i don't know about you guys but i find that i am really appreciating when i appreciate my friends like when i have moments of appreciation like yeah this is super nice (laughs) or like oh she's like doing so great at this or like i I really want to go and support this Mm. because it's so amazing what she's doing Mm -hmm. like those moments are like yes like this is friendship this is great i know and i feel like it also for me personally fosters so much personal growth to just be like wow she's killing it and have no underlying undertones to that no no jealousy no no jealousy no need to like supersede whatever they're doing just appreciation and admiration yeah yeah and i think what another thing that separates our friend group specifically is that we all kind of have similar interests in the Mm -hmm. sense that we're all very passionate about 
kind of I think we're all passionate that's just it yeah, yeah. we're just we're passionate. passionate and then but there's also so many things that every single we need to get one we need to get our whole friend group on this podcast at some point but <laughs> that's what I was two, that would be chaos I, <laughs> so funny. I think that there are just there's so many oh man I lost my train of thought can I ask Ellie a question? Yeah, go for okay. it. I'll come back to Expert you. interview here. What do you think? Like, how important do you think passion is? Oh, man. It's I know you everything. have a lot of thoughts on this. It's everything. Like, you don't have to be good at anything. Because I feel like, essentially, the end goal is happiness, right? Um, and passion is so directly linked with happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're doing something you're passionate about... It doesn't really matter how it turns out because you were passionate about the process. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, passion in relationships, passion in anything you do, like, it's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we're just going to ignore the past thought that I had because I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> going back to relationships kind of both I mean like more romantic than friendship um what would you say is the for both of you is the one thing apart from passion that you look for in a person in a person person? Caitlin go first I go first I have no ideas (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I think it's important I don't know chemistry is really important if, mm-hmm. Like banter is really important to me. So if I can, <laughs> I, if I can have banter with somebody, like I'm down. Like that's it. <laughs> like I'm dead. It's like so banter is like you gotta have some sort of comfort with each other. It, it, at some point, I realized that like you're a teenager and things are awkward and everything's awkward. Oh my God, and everything's awkward. As soon as it's awkward, you want to die. Yeah. But, <laughs> but to have a relationship, I feel like a level of comfort needs to be there and that's why banter mm-hmm. i find is so important for me because banter creates comfort it creates a space where 100%. you can you can laugh with each other it doesn't have to be awkward you're joking with each other you're trying to one-up each other it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a big mm-hmm. joke and it's a big mm-hmm. comfortable like space where you can like find out more about each other and you mm-hmm. can actually like start to trust that person mm-hmm. i feel like how i know i have like an absolutely winning relationship is if the pauses in the conversation are not awkward. Yes. It's getting to that point. Yeah. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the difficult part, though. Because everything's Absolutely. always awkward at all times. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's wild. Um, yeah. Whoa. Those are, those are what wild. What about you, Kesha? For me? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, see, I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to come back to me because yeah. I wasn't thinking of I'm anything. I'm almost too, Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, Kesha. <laughs> What's one of the? Th- I would say, like both of what you guys said is really important. I would also say, the. Uh, see, I want to say the little things, but I don't because I've had an ongoing theme throughout this entire episode of little things. Um, oh geez, mm. I would say trust <laughs> is a really big thing that I look for, like in someone but also just kind of in the relationship as a whole I think that being able to yeah we're still in high school but I think there's also kind of that immaturity still in 
a lot of people, including myself, where if it's like, oh, I'm going to go and hang out with this person, there's kind of, for me at least, there is that underlying, like, who is this other person? Why are you going to hang out with them? You know what I mean? And I think Mm -hmm. that trust for me is a really, really big thing that needs to be emphasized in a relationship because without it you don't there's no foundation of anything Mm -hmm. and it like trust in relationships goes past just the boyfriend or the girlfriend it goes towards your parents it goes towards your friends it Mm -hmm. goes towards work relationships that you have I think that being able to trust someone is something that takes a lot of effort and if people aren't willing to put that effort in I'm kind of just like no eat bye Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um yeah, that's what I would say. Um, uh, I had a question. Oh, Alia. Mm-hmm. What is the one question, or two if they're different, that you have always Ooh. wanted to ask Caitlin and I? <gasps> it can be anything. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, Ooh. man. I, Am I going to admit some, to some bad stuff on camera? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> on camera, like, no. I don't feel like I have that many premeditated questions. <laughs> I don't know. Um, We're very open with you, so I feel like there shouldn't be open. I feel like we. I told you everything about myself. <laughs> I'm not that deep. It could be. It could be like, what's your favorite animal? Or like, why do you like mm. cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why do you like cheese? Why do I like cheese? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cheese is the superior dairy product. <laughs> oh my god. I would strongly disagree. I think you completely ignore ice cream. Ice cream. Okay, that's a good point. Kid takes so many different forms. It can be a milkshake. However, it can be a comfort food when you're sad. However, ugh, it's so good. <laughs> Ice cream does not need to be a dairy product. I disagree. Neither does cheese. Cheese is much better if it's a dairy product, though. So is ice cream. Okay, that's true, but, <laughs> like, non-lactose cheese is bad. Well, I'm sure non-lactose ice cream is it's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, that's No, <laughs> no, not non-lactose ice cream is sorbet. Some of it's made with coconut milk. Some of it's made with almond Bro. milk. Okay. That is not a sorbet. Sir. Okay. <laughs> I've okay. actually had really good coconut milk so that mango was, ice cream. It was very uh, good. So that was your question? That, that, that was yeah. my burning question, yeah. Really? Kesha... Why do you like making sugar cookies so much? Oh, <laughs> actually, I had this. Who's? I think I had this conversation with my mom the other day because I was decorating sugar cookies. One of my brother's friends is having a baby, so I was decorating right, baby shower cookies. Yes, why not? As because my siblings are old. Anyways, um, why do I like sugar cookies so much? Okay, my thing is that throughout the past seventeen years of my life, I have found it so challenging to buy or like to find gifts for people that stand out to me like there are always times where i'll be in in for example with caitlin it's always chapters like i'll be in chapters and i'll be like wow that book is for caitlin at the same time though i always there's there's the other this other part of me that's like but does she really like it is it just the look like the cover of the book that appeals that's like that's all I some underlying thing in my brain that's like yes this appeals to caitlin so, so you for admit me, to judging a book by its cover oh like, everybody does <laughs> everybody does yes. um but to me this sounds so weird why am i talking like this but to me sugar cookies are one of those things that like you actually can make personalized and like you really can be like these are for you these are for you and you know what i mean they're also they're such great gifts because you just make a like shit ton of them and then you just distribute them i swear to you i for christmas when i did all of your sugar cookies i sat at my dining room table for the entire weekend. That's how so painful. Playing on my, like, uh, with my, on I my laptop. I would rather die. 
my and goal for this year to create like a weekend full of okay. oh, there were so many uh, my like I the thing is though is that I like I'm not a perfectionist in the slightest okay but with sugar cookies I am like cake decorating there's always kind of been a part of me that's been really fascinated and really interested mm-hmm. with how everything 100%. is done because they're so like cakes that you see on like cake boss and like all of these baking shows they're absolutely stunning and i've always been like how (laughs) so with the christmas cookies they were kind of an experiment but i was just like no i'm just gonna i'm gonna i have the weekend free Mm -hmm. i can do it Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna sit at my dining room Mm -hmm. table i'll watch suits because great show and i'm just gonna decorate for like 12 hours Mm -hmm. and i did and they were delicious some of them didn't look super great but you know what that's fine and my mom is still salty because she didn't get any of them oh no my parents get so (laughs) mad when i do that like i'll be making pie and they're like oh we can't wait for pie for dinner and i was like "Mm, it's not for you (laughs) (laughs) um so i think that is a pretty natural close yeah so sugar cookies man very important Topic. Super deep, yeah. Super deep topic. So like we went over a lot of things about Ali Afrendo, her career in <laughs> politics and potentially starting a business, her passion for music, her activism, and I, we will see you next week on Aren't You a Little Young? <laughs> <laughs>